Hello and welcome to this journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Catalina Albano. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Shadi Rahimi, deputy producer at AJ+, about her take on Facebook Live and how to make it work and why you should be trying in the first place. Newsrooms around the world now have a new item on their digital journalism to-do list, live video on Facebook. Not only is it an opportunity for creative storytelling, it's also a chance to reach new audiences and Facebook's new favorite type of content on the platform, on top of an extensive deal made by Facebook with the media industry with the aim to get more live video on the network, Facebook's algorithm, or what determines what you and I see in our news feeds, is also favoring live. I caught up with Shadi Rahimi, deputy producer at AJ+, Al Jazeera's channel for distributed news, to find out how live video on Facebook fits into their social video strategy. So we started using Facebook Live um, when we were out in the field during breaking news events, mostly. So a refugee crisis we broadcast in Palestine when we were there, and, it's, um, and it was a lot of protest and breaking news coverage. And now that Facebook is encouraging more media companies to use Facebook Live and to broadcast more often, companies such as ours are thinking about how we can do this regularly. We can't always wait for the breaking news. We can't always wait for an event to cover. And so it's pushing a lot of companies like ours more into the direction of doing traditional TV production, which is, is there something we can do in studio? Is there somewhere we can go and just broadcast outside of there? Is there some activities people can be doing that we can show. It's not my favorite thing, actually. I think that there needs to be always a purpose behind broadcasting live. And if you ask me, there needs to be also a sense of urgency, usually around it. I prefer broadcasting either at a breaking news event or when I can take the audience into a world that they can't access. And an example of that is, there's two examples that come to mind. One is that in Flint, Michigan, they had a water crisis that's still ongoing where they had lead in their pipes that poisoned residents. And these residents were left without water and it turned into a big national story. It's still ongoing. So we did a Facebook Live broadcast inside the home of somebody that was having to shower, fill baby bottles, cook, wash dishes, everything with water bottles. And that was a way that our audience could talk to someone that they would never normally be able to enter their home and talk to and experience something related to a news story, but it wasn't breaking news necessarily. Another recent example is that we have somebody right now um, who is on one of the rescue boats that, that rescues uh, migrants off in the waters. Facebook Live also allows AJ Plus to act as a mediator between the interviewees and the audience watching online. The presenters can take questions from the audience and ask the people in front of the camera for their take on the issues, a way of connecting people from around the world that would have been very difficult to organize before live streaming to cough on social networks. Sometimes we do a Facebook Live without a presenter where the person behind the camera, which is me or let's say the presenter, is having direct communication with the audience and the interviewee. So I will, for example, be pointing the phone at the interviewee and telling them, we have an audience member that's asking you XYZ, can you answer that for us? And so it's a very direct communication. 
We did this a lot in Europe because we were translating the answers back and forth. So we're translating the English to Arabic to ask it, and then the Arabic to English to respond to the audience. Um, other times we have a presenter, and that would be, for example, my presenter, Dina, and I'm the one behind the phone. And I interrupt her sometimes, and I say, Dina, there's a question from our audience that I want to throw to the person that you're interviewing. And so we do that as well. So I find both of those ways work fine. The audience is very forgiving on live streams. Things don't have to be perfect. You know, they're fine with conversations. We have also done the in-studio camera style broadcast, which of course the quality is amazing. We're able to put text on screen. It looks great. But I also, I personally find it to be sort of the antithesis of the spirit of the uh, platform, which should be very raw and very real and gritty. I don't personally think that we should be putting TV style production on Facebook in a live format. That's me personally, not everybody agrees with me, but that's how I feel about it. The AJ Plus team has been keen to adopt mobile journalism, using a smartphone to film in situations where getting a larger camera would have been impractical or even dangerous. Filming on a phone can allow journalists access to protests, places and sources. Others with more kit, who might look more official and less approachable, could find difficult to reach. As Rahimi prefers the raw, unpolished type of Facebook Live video over TV-style broadcasts, what kit does her team use to go live? The audience might be more forgiving on Facebook, but there's still a list of basics journalists need to be aware of to stay on air. We use anything from an iPhone 5 to a 6, and we just use SIM cards, I mean regular you know, phone cards, whether we're overseas or if we're in the U.S., we just tap into the mobile carriers. We're looking into new technology that will help boost our signal because that's a huge problem that we have. We have a lot of times not able to broadcast or we have really bad quality broadcast because of the carriers, um, because of low data, especially when there's a lot of people in a particular place, the data levels drop. And so we're looking into that, but no one has really come up with great technology yet. Probably one of the best solutions for us out there that's not even a solution, if you ask me, is something equivalent to the size of a briefcase that you would have to carry on your back. I just don't see that as being conducive to the, the, to the spirit of mobile journalism, which is to be very light and nimble, right? And so I don't like the solutions out there right now. So while reporters live streaming might be at the mercy of their data connections, what makes a good Facebook Live video when it comes to the actual story? Have a reason for going live, don't just go live. On top of having a reason, actually think about it like a news story. What is your headline? What's your angle? What is the hook to get people to watch? You're really asking people for a lot for in the middle of their workday to stop what they're doing and sit there and watch you narrate them through something. What is that that you're doing? I think then the next step is the technical stuff, which is, you know, audio is utmost. That's something we often struggle with a lot. Um, keeping the phone close to people, finding audio solutions with mics and things like that. Really engaging the audience, paying attention to their questions, asking them to ask questions, talking to them, answering them um, while you're broadcasting. And I think also finding just creative ways to bring people into new worlds. AJ Plus has been successfully doing social video since its launch, and many news organizations have been using their formats as inspiration for their own. Internally, this is keeping staff constantly on their toes, needing to keep ahead of the curve. And with the advent of Facebook Live and Facebook's focus on it, there are added pressures on the team to produce certain types of stories, 
packaged in certain ways. So what's next for AJ Plus and its distributed news strategy? We're actually looking back at platforms that we can own that Facebook does not. Yeah, okay, so the reason that this whole conversation kind of comes up, I'll, I'll talk in two ways. So one is we're being sort of forced to look at different platforms because of the restrictions that Facebook um, is putting on us editorially in terms of changing the algorithms constantly, telling us how many Facebook lives to do. It's really impeding on our editorial um, process and our flexibility and our control over a platform we can control, which is a third-party platform. So what's next for us is we're starting to invest more time in video on demand on Apple TV. We're thinking about actually boosting up our website and having a website ourselves. We're looking at what new apps and platforms we can create for ourselves where we can really own them. And we're spending more time looking at YouTube and how we can build up the audience there. What's next for us in terms of where we're going to move toward editorially as an entire office, we're definitely expanding in languages and just innovation I think we're gonna look at what's next and how we can do things differently now that a lot of people are doing things like us